Richard Niles welcoming you to an hour of fine contemporary jazz from fusion to funk, Latin to laid back, neo-bop to blues, gospel to gosh almighty, gargantuan grooves, old school to new cool, creativity unlimited. Fantastic show, music from Jeff Lorber, Nicholas Payton, Courtney Pine, Don Grolnick, and an exclusive interview with contemporary jazz legend Chick Corea. Because with this show, who needs that same old jazz? That's right, boys and girls, I am Richard Niles, here with the third program of the New Jazz Standards, the show that's so hip it needs a hula hoop. Here on the New Jazz Standards, we love innovative artists, and we can't do better than tonight's guest, one of the most significant and prolific pianists and composers of our time, Chick Corea. Contemporary jazz has many facets. Though nobody liked the word, fusion wasn't a bad label because musicians in the 60s began to fuse the mainstream elements around them, like Bill Evans, McCoy Tyner, Bud Powell, together with the new and exciting electric sounds and rhythms of soul, funk, Latin, and rock. But to put Chick into a category like fusion is a little unfair to a guy who's written chamber music and orchestral works. He joined Miles Davis from 68 to 70, and Miles persuaded him to play electric piano on Felix de Kilimanjaro, In a Silent Way, Bitches Brew, and Miles at the Fillmore. Leaving Miles, he first drifted towards the avant-garde in the group circle, but then formed Return to Forever in 1972 with Stanley Clark, Joe Farrell, Erto Moreira, and Flora Purim. Although it began in a light Brazilian vein like this tune, Captain Marvel, with subsequent lineups, the volcanic Return to Forever sound, a melodic barrage of synthesizers and screaming guitars, really defined fusion. Return to Forever broke up in the late 70s, and Chick went back to acoustic music, including duets with Herbie Hancock and Gary Burton, trio work with Roy Haynes and Miroslav Vitas, and classical music. In 85, Chick went back to fusion with a vengeance, forming the badly spelled Electric Band, but he soon balanced that out with the equally badly spelled, but beautiful, acoustic trio. Recent years have seen many projects, including the formation of Stretch Records, his own label through Concord, his tribute to Bud Powell, the superb new album with Gary Burton, Pat Metheny, Roy Haynes, and Dave Holland, Like Minds, which I'll be laying on you next week in a big way. Firmly dedicated to acoustic music, Chick Corea's new band is Origin, featuring alto and tenor saxes doubling flutes and bass clarinet and trombone with double bass drums and Chick directing traffic from the piano. I saw the band when they were in London recently and all I can say is the band was so good I forgot about how difficult it was to get to the Barbican. I was lucky enough to meet with Chick and first of all I asked him about the origin of his creativity. Every time I try to pick up a moment where I decided to play the piano, I can never find it. And I think the reason is is that maybe it was already there or it, or it seemed kind of a natural thing. Because I remember my, some of my earliest memories uh, before I began to play was of complete admiration for my dad and his buddies who were the musicians in his band at the time. I liked the music that the band was playing, my Mm. dad's band, and I also liked the music that he was playing at home on the 78 RPM vinyl, which was uh, of uh, Bird and Diz, uh, Bud Powell, Sarah Vaughan with the Billy Eckstein band and uh, things like that I I have a fond memory of. And I, I can only remember wanting to 
play like that, but not being able to manipulate the piano. You know, gradually I, I can remember uh, just tackling one thing after the next. I knew I couldn't play on the piano like Charlie Parker or Bud Powell at first, but I remember when I got some of my first Horace Silver records, they became approachable for me. And Horace's music was the first music that I actually began to take off the record and, and be able to play back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I spent a good deal of time with, with Horace's quintets and tra the transcription of his tunes. And it was a great study for me. Then later on, Miles, some of Miles' like Miles's first released recording as a leader was called Dig on Prestige, right? Uh, with Sonny Rollins and the great record. And, um, you know, Miles's way of playing at that time was also quite melodic and, and not so tricky like Dizzy's. Mm. So I, I was able to approach some of that music. And I guess then shortly after that, I started to return back to trying to play some of the music of Charlie Parker and Bud Powell. Chick Corea with Herbie Mann in 1965 on the tune Feeling Good. Moving back to the present, I asked Chick whether he had started his own label to have more control of his work. One of the reasons for starting the label was just to be able to maintain a creative flow that would come my way. Like when I put bands together, I asked musicians to come and play with me, and they're always great. I mean, they're great musicians to start out with. And I never, ever thought that any of them didn't have their own goals and dreams as composers and band leaders and so forth. And it's a beautiful thing to be a part of, too, on, sure. the, on the other way. So the label gave me an opportunity to kind of return the flow back to these musicians who'd come on the road with me for sometimes years. Mm. And I thought one of the uh, ways to return the flow was to help them get started, too, right. you know. And has it changed the way that you can control the presentation of your own music? No. One thing I, I must say is that from the very, very first, back in the 60s, when I was ever first asked if I'd like to do a recording of my own, I, I never agreed to do anything other than what I really wanted to do. I was in Herbie Mann's band for about a year, uh -huh. and Herbie asked me to do a record. But he wanted me to use timbales and congas and, and do kind of a Latin-y thing. Because his band was a Latin-y based band, right? And I liked playing in his band, and I, I loved Latin rhythm sections, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Mm. I handled that way back then, and I never uh, did anything else on record but what I wanted to do. And, and actually, I'm turning that into a bit of advice now to guys who are listening is just get out of the habit of blaming record companies for anything. Right. I'm, on, I'm on the other side of the fence now, and mm -hmm. I can tell you that all you need to do, if there's advice that comes your way, are you being asked to add this or do that, just don't compromise with your reality and just keep ethical about it and say, no, no, this is what I want to do. And if they say, well, I'm sorry, we can't sign you because of that, just don't sign with them. Hmm. And it's a very, very simple thing to just handled right in the beginning, and you don't have to own your own label to, to do that, you know.
Say it again from Chick Corea's new group, Origin. The album was recorded live at the Blue Note, and I commented that the production, the sound of the album, is very natural and untreated, very unproduced. I asked him if this was intentional. Basically, I wanted an acoustic group to start with, but I'm actually like a million miles from electronic gear at this point. Not because I think there's anything wrong with the use of electronic gear, but it's just my particular taste and propensity these days to really lay with an intimate sound. I also discovered that that part of the fulfillment of playing acoustic music actually fit, in my mind, fit the present time culture that I'm living in in, in this contemporary world. Because I think the world more and more is going techno, TV and radio oh, and yeah, CDs definitely. and electronic speakers, speakers, speakers. So that we have an inundated, completely suffocated environment of speaker music. And all I've noticed is that when I do give an audience some direct sound from the piano and the horns and so forth, they, they relax. The contrast of it to the rest of their lives, they may not know why. I don't, maybe it isn't the reason why, but I see the audience relax and I relax. Lovely Soulmates. I asked Chick about the story behind what is my favorite track on the album. It was actually a tune I wrote for my wife, Gail. Mm -hmm. I wrote it for her and I wrote it for our uh, romantic relationship. You know, we've been together for 25 years now and have become tighter and tighter through the years. But you know, all marriages have their ups and downs and, and uh, sometimes the part about you know, you get on into these fights of differences, and then after a while you, you say, well, what are we doing, dealing with, with these minute details? And you come back to, you know, love that, that you have. Soulmates was, was one of the ways I got out of one of these little conflicts we had. I, I just wrote a tune for us.
Soulmates, Chick Corea and his fabulous new band Origin, featuring Avishai Cohen on bass, Adam Cruz drums, Steve Davis trombone, Bob Shepard saxes, flute and bass clarinet, Steve Wilson alto sax, flute and alto flute. Just out on Chick's own stretch records, distributed by Concord. Yes, I'm Richard Niles, and I'm glad to say you're still listening to the New Jazz Standards here on BBC Radio 2. 